Messiah Community Radio Talk Show. This is Michael James Lauren, your host. Two well-known voiceover actors, and they're married, too. There's a, really like a love story. Voiceover, voice actor. What it's like behind the mic. Two special guests, Yuri Lowenthal and Tara Platt. They join us, and welcome to the program. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, we're happy to be here. Our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics. Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailored solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand. From headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit north-america.com. BearDynamic.com and by Vocal Booth to Go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors, audio professionals, podcasters, producers, and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients. It's your go-to place for sound treatment, soundproofing, portable, and mobile vocal booths. Visit VocalBoothToGo.com for more information. And by Hamilton Stands, founded in 1883 in Hamilton, Ohio, Hamilton Stands is the oldest music and instrument stand maker in the world. They offer a broad range of sheet music stands, band and orchestra instrument stands, and combo stands, including mic stands, guitar and keyboard stands, and accessories. In fact, the broadcast you're listening to is made using a Hamilton stage rocker mic stand. Visit HamiltonStands.com. And Oralex Acoustics has one mission, to make you sound your best. Thousands of satisfied Oralex customers have experienced improved acoustics, along with free expert advice, total sound control products from Oralex. Enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Oralex.com for more information. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom. And we're for creators. Yeah, and it says in your book, now we have the book, it says 12 plus years. It's really almost like 30, though, combined. A professional voiceover experience. And your clients include Disney, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, EA, Activision, and Dell McDonald's, it goes on. And so we have a lot to, to, uh, to talk about. You're uh, two pros here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and, and I guess when we wrote the book, yeah, when we added up our, our time, it was, it was 12 years. And now that we've got the new edition of the book out, it's uh, closer to 30 between the two of us. So there you go. It's so cool. When you do a YouTube you know, research, and that's, that's my heavy-duty research. I get to do <laughs> YouTube videos. Right. And, and you see like all these stars that uh, you know, you've acted with, Tara has acted with, you acted with each other. Uh, I, I would show my wife, look at this scene that they're doing. And it was a love scene in your bed together. And she, she's kind of conservative. And I said, no, honey, it's okay. They're married. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, they, they're allowed to be in bed together like that. <laughs> yeah, I think it was that episode of Wife. I think, I think yeah. they actually cast us because they knew we were married and that made them feel a little more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. You know, your screenwriters, I believe you do writing as well, but I just, you know, from a little creativity that I have, I thought, you know, this is a wonderful love story. I mean, this would be a great movie, just your life. The fact that both of you met at NYU, is that correct? Well, so, we so, were, yeah. yeah, we weren't attending NYU as students, but we were actually both cast in an NYU grad thesis film wow. and we were cast opposite each other as love interests. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I guess he did a really good job casting. Right. They clear, <laughs> clearly, clearly that guy's got an <laughs> eye for central, casting. <laughs> central casting. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He is, uh, yeah. No, he, he, he nailed it. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, it is sort of a, 
I certainly don't want to play down the fact that it isn't a beautiful love story. It, I mean, yeah. it is. We've, you know, we, we met in the arts and we've, yeah. we've gone on to, you know, create stuff together. And, and we uh, get to work together a lot. In fact, together, yeah. I was just telling someone in an interview a couple of days ago, they asked because they, they sort of were looking at both of our credits and how many things we have on the IMDb. And they said, what percentage of your work are you guys actually working together? And I, I really tried to consider it. I'm like, I feel like it's like 70% of the work that we Amazing. do. Wow. I mean, it's not necessarily working together. Like when Yuri and I are on a series, we don't necessarily record together at the same time, but we both get to work on that title or we're both in the same video yeah. game or we're both. And then of course, for the projects we create ourselves, yeah. we usually, even if one of us is helming it, the other one sort of steps in and takes a, a piece of it as well. Forgive me for staying on the romance part of this, but I mean, I was oh. taking, <laughs> I, so I was very, needed. You go right ahead. We can, was, we can do that the whole time. If you want. <laughs> Where are the tissues? I was so gripped by this though. The fact that, you know, you, Tara going to Los Angeles and you're, is driving, taking yeah. you, and then uh, all of a sudden he's—it's like Harry met Sally of the voiceover. And <laughs> when Yuri met Yuri, when Tara met Yuri, that's funny. <laughs> and you proposed. I mean, and and so it's one of those things you think on paper, okay, two dreamers, eh, and you guys have really made it. And uh, today's term crushed it when it comes to voiceover and acting as well. Did it come easy? Were you scared? Oh. Yeah, I mean, I think. You know, we were young and full of dreams, and that takes care of some of the fear at a point. But I mean, yeah, I think we were both scared, A, about embarking on, you know, being married, which neither of us had ever done before. And then moving to, you know, the big city. A brand new city without knowing anyone. I mean, I guess you had some contacts out here. I knew some people that I'd gone to college with. I didn't know anyone in Los Angeles. But it was, I mean, it was scary, but it was also sort of a, you know, a blank page scare. You know, we were we were nervous but excited, and we had we had the whole. Is anyone world ahead ever scared enough? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but it was yeah, it was definitely scary, and and it wasn't easy. It wasn't uh, something that just uh, yeah came to us right when we came out here. We we tried a bunch of different things, and you know, we originally came out you know with, with stars in our eyes, and and just considered uh, you know acting for film and TV, uh, and and hadn't even really considered voice acting. Uh, but then we were looking for other jobs we could do as actors because, yeah. you know, film and TV, those jobs don't, don't, you know, come, you know, necessarily as often as, as you'd like, even if you're working really hard and even if you're good. And Tara said, well, what about voice acting? And I was embarrassed that I hadn't even thought of it, but, <laughs> but uh, we, you know, I never even really thought that that was a job that mere mortals could, could try to get. But she, uh, she said, well, let's just, let's take a class and, and, and learn more about it. And, one thing led to another, and we started, you know, sending our our demo reel out to to agents and casting people, and one little job led to another little job, and yeah. it's just um, it's it's been sort of like a, a snowball from there. Although yeah. we both sort of had slightly different paths into it, because he booked work almost straight away, whereas wow. I got an agent, but I got a different agent than he got, and so we didn't get to the same destination, the same path, uh, like via the same route, but we ended up sort of you know, sort of veering away from each other and then coming back. And, and that was kind of nice too. Yeah. And, and it is exciting to note that uh, when we talk to our other, you know, other people we work with out here and other friends who, who are also actors, uh, nobody has the same path. Yeah. It is, it is remarkable um, and, and, and exciting. In you know, on one hand you can say, oh, well that, because you know, there are a lot of people who want us just to tell them how they can get to where we are. Mm -hmm. And, and I wish we could, but, it's not, it's not as easy as just saying, do exactly mm. what I did. Because yeah. it's not, I mean, like, 
there are certain trades crafts that you can go apprentice with someone and you can work in a shop for a certain number of years and then you know what the tasks are and then you go open your own shop and it's just a different way of doing it. But with something that's arts driven, yes, you can try to learn as much as you can and you can try to hone your skills and hone your craft and, and become better at it, but there's not a direct pathway and it doesn't necessarily always matter how good you are. Um, talent is, yeah, talent is of course important and plays a factor, but it also plays a factor, drive, being in the right place at the right time, happening to know the right people (laughs) that are willing to take a chance on you. Relentlessness, Um, not, not giving up when, when you really feel like it's, it's being a nice enough person that people are willing to work with you, Mm. you know, sometimes even trumps your talent. I'm um, glad you're mentioning all this because sometimes some of these voiceover books could be a bit demonstrative that, you know, you have to do it sitting up or standing up or this. And, you know, uh, and it's different for a lot of people. And, you know, uh, I should mention, too, that, uh, that Junior's going to college based on your voiceover. <laughs> you know, really? Wow. You have wow. a son. And, and so uh, and to think about it, you're surprised. But <laughs> so, uh, I want to say, though, that um, is this not the best job in the world? Not only what you do, but now that you have a son. Uh, if I may say, and, uh, you know, you get to be who you are doing, you know, uh, animation, all these different things that we'll mention with your son. You get to pretend that you're, he's got to think you're the greatest, both of you. Because man, you, I, man, I hope so. At Until the moment, he, I mean, he's two, so. Yeah, I'm sure he'll get to an age sure where mom and dad. will grow out of it next year. Yeah, but. where mom and dad are no longer cool, but we'll take it, we'll take it while we can. Um, wow, that's, yeah, that that's one of the greatest compliments we'll ever receive is that because of something we did, somebody is going to school to, to study, you know, what they want to study and, and, and follow their dreams. That's fantastic. Yeah. What do they call that? Anime? Is that, forgive me for being naive about that, but it's not just animation. It's, it's what they have in Japan. If you would oh, yeah, describe. Anime. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anime. A- anime. Yeah. Um, it's uh, yeah, it comes from just the, the, the sort of the Japanese pronunciation of the English word animation, uh, animation, and they just, they shortened it to anime. And, uh, and then we picked it back up again. It's come full circle. <laughs> now we refer to to that is anime. And uh, yeah, that was, that was sort of one of our big uh, breaks in the beginning, especially uh, right off the bat for me, uh, the, the guy that we studied with, Rick Zeef. Yeah. Um, when, we, when I say, I mentioned before, you know, we just took a class, it was, it was his class and he's a great teacher. And he happened to, right as we were finishing our uh, classes with him, he got a job directing uh, a dub, a foreign language dub of uh, an anime series. Mm-hmm. And so he started asking, you know, students to, to come and audition. And that was, I had watched anime growing up, uh, even before we called it anime. <laughs> and um, so I was, I was familiar with it and I, you know, I was sort of a nerd for that um, and ended up booking one of the roles. And that was my entree into that community and people, you know, working with people in that community then, um, you know, recommended me to other projects that were casting. And that's, that's part of the importance of being out here. I know while the, while the technology is such that you could essentially do this job from anywhere, there is something to being in the place where a lot of the, the jobs are happening and being mm-hmm. produced. People just like to see your face. They like to see you in the room. You yeah. guys are well-connected. People know about you just from you know, the costumes that you wear and everything. I was going to ask you, is that, how normal is that now? Is it more normal to wear these outfits than, than just regular garb in every day? I mean, uh, Tara uh, looks really comfortable, and so do you, Yuri, wearing the, uh, like the, the cape and everything. And- oh, well, I think you might be, you might be referring to characters that we play <laughs> yes, yes. for our web series. I mean, yeah. like, you know, we, 
we definitely are in this world, but I certainly wouldn't call either of us cosplayers. Yeah. Um, but uh, we were we decided to create we're, one we're of not our as, own projects. We're not, yeah, we're not as hardcore enough. As no. those, those, those cosplay kids are... No, so these are characters. <laughs> I think you're probably looking at photos or images of us from our series Shelf Life, Shelf Life. Yes. where we were playing action figures. And so, like, that's its but own... I, I will admit to being a little more comfortable <laughs> in that outfit than, uh, than I probably should have. <laughs> yeah. So your book, I mean, it says the coolest book out there, you know, on voiceover. And it covers, so you give a lot of people credit in this book as if they're going to make it. You give them a lot of confidence that this is what you have to do. And once you get in there, and so tell us how the book has changed. It's an updated book right now. Again, sure. voiceover, yeah. voice actor. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the biggest update to it was we went through and we added information that we just didn't have when we wrote the original book almost 10 years ago. And so we have additional chapters, like we have a whole chapter that covers performance capture and motion capture, because now that's such a crucial integral part of video game work. And when you get hired, oftentimes as what would be considered the voice actor, they don't just hire you to do the voice work. You're getting hired to come in and you're doing the performance capture for that character. And so you're doing, you're in the booth recording um, dialogue. So you're doing just voiceover. Yeah, although then sometimes they're even recording your face. But they're oftentimes recording the, your in, face in while you're doing booth work. But no. then you're going to the soundstage and you're doing days of, of motion capture and performance capture on the soundstage. So you're really mm-hmm. bringing life to the character yeah. in a three-dimensional sort of reality. And, yeah, and the work in the, perform- the performance capture stage is more like doing a, a play or you know, doing theater or television. or, you know, television or film again. So it's, so that was where our training was originally. So we, you know, it finally comes full circle again, and we get to, to use, you yeah. know, the our our experience doing doing that in for performance capture. Yeah, but we also added a chapter on like travel rigs and recording yeah, tr- yeah, remotely because that was stuff that at the time, not that it didn't exist, but we just weren't as familiar about it, so we didn't really speak to it because you know I think there's something to be said for if you're going to write a book you better know what you're talking about you guys do. And so we really focused on the things that we knew that were working that worked for us mm-hmm. and, you know there there were things that over the course of the last 10 years have changed or evolved and so we did go through and we updated technical things and references as best we could but we also tried to add new content based on new information we have or our own careers expanding and sort of how the industry has changed and and um, evolved as well. And we added a whole workbook to the end of it because so many people were asking us for exercises or things they could do. And so we said, you know what, let's give people, besides just reading the information in the book, which I think is very valuable and informative and rich, um, and it's not only our story, it's all the people that have the anecdotes throughout the book, but rather than just reading the book and gleaning information, why don't we give you something that's a little more work for you to do specifically. And so we added the entire workbook at the end that sort of gives people a practical um, list of things to sort of go and do on their own and see if they're enjoying it and see how that feels. And, you know, just actually test it out besides just reading the page, you know, it actually gives them something to go take practical action on. Well, my wife, a 4.0 student at NYU, I might say, and she, she used to be in publishing and she took one look at the book as she's looking through. She said, this is a good book. This is a good book. Oh, well, that's so nice oh, to hear. That's yeah. Please thank her. We really wanted to, we really wanted it to feel like, we, on, on one hand, we want, you know, we wanted the information to be, to be there, but we also wanted it to feel casual, like mm-hmm. you were having a conversation fun. with us yeah. and, and fun. So, so that hence the, uh, the the cartoons in the book as well. I I, uh, I like pictures uh, in when I, when I read books. <laughs> Want our uh, book to be any exception? 
Yuri and Tara, I want to just take you back to my childhood for just a little bit. Of, okay, uh, ADHD, uh, uh, just pretend that, you know, six years old or seven and and playing with toys. And, and some kid comes along and he goes, and he starts making all these noises of uh, the Navy people or all the games and so forth. And, and kids like that, they get beat up and, and bullied and all that. But you guys are making a living mm. making those type of noises, you know? <laughs> and so, yeah, that's I mean, true. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey. It's, it's a different world a little bit um, in, in that respect. I mean, you know, kids will always get beat up, unfortunately. It's yeah. uh, the, the, the law of uh, kids. But, um, but I remember, you know, I used, to, you know, I used to like, you know, comic books and watch cartoons and play D&D when I was, uh, when I was a kid. And, and that really wasn't a very popular thing. But it seems like there is a little bit more of an open mind to that these days. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. uh, creative kids get treated a little better these days. <laughs> Because they could end up like this. Yeah. You never know. But I will, I will admit perfectly freely that Yuri is very good at all his dying and efforts and sounds like that because mm-hmm. I think he did so much of that kind of play as a kid. Whereas mm-hmm. as a kid, not because I find anything wrong with it, but I just didn't do a lot of like blowing my toys up or anything That's what like I'm talking that. about. I mean, Making it's... <laughs> yeah, I never made those noises. And so I don't think I was as good at it when I started just because mm-hmm. I didn't have all of the years of practice that you had. <laughs> it take, I mean, your first noise, let's just say, well, we won't go there, but your first noise, I mean, when you start like uh, making these type of noises and uh, uh, what are the, all the different kind of noises as a, as oh, a voiceover yeah. actor? And did it come easy at first or do you, how, how hard is it when you have to practice like, oh, ooh, uh. Yeah, well, I mean, part of it, I think. <laughs> that was pretty just, good, Michael. Those were good. <laughs> 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 I think part of it is just really trying not to be self-conscious, mm-hmm. you know? It's, it's easy to do something when no one's watching. It's why we all sing in the shower or sing in our car, right? There's no one with us. But it's very hard to do that self-same action when we have an audience that might be judging us. And so I think that's the biggest thing at the beginning is really just sort of getting out of your head and saying, look, if I'm going to try to make this sound authentic, it has to be believable enough so I can't be self-conscious because if I'm being self-conscious, I'm restricting or inhibiting myself and then it's not going to be an authentic sound. That's true. That is true. So, I mean, taking people through your book, uh, I mean, yeah, take us through the book. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the, the book basically starts off with a, with a breakdown of what, you know, well, it, it gives us a little of the history of, of us and, and how we got into it. Um, just to give you sort of an idea of our, our background. And then um, it shows you all the different places, all the different types of voice acting. You may think, oh, well, you do cartoons. Yeah, well, there's cartoons and there's video games and there's you know, foreign language dubbing and there's narration and there's commercials and there's promos and um, you know, industrial work and like all sorts of things that... Uh, that utilize voiceover. That utilize voiceover. So that's, I, I like to look at it as um, that's that many more opportunities for you to make a living at and this. And you may find something that you like doing more than you like doing the next sort of realm. Like you may not be as excited in narration, but you may love doing promo work. And that's something that you can discover by knowing what the different options even are. Yeah. So we give a little breakdown of, of, of the different kinds of things. And then we talk about uh, finding your voice. I know a lot of people are often very self-conscious about their voice. They don't like the way their voice sounds. Um, but we, you know, are, are hope to, to sh- you know, show it in a way or to, to teach you to, to love the sound of your own voice and to find, you know, uh, ways of working with, with that. With, yeah, that. And then we move on to sort of um, how to prepare for auditioning in general, understanding 
the script and the page and what you can get information. That's a good part right there. Yeah. Because people are probably yeah. want to know that. Yeah, yeah. Getting stuff off the page and, and sort of working like how you're going to need to do the work itself and then actually doing the audition. So we take you into that audition room and then we start letting you really like be in the space and talk about all the technical things that are in there from microphone to the engineer, mm -hmm. to the people that are going to be there mm -hmm. to technical things that you can do to make your voice sound better in front yeah. of the microphone and not blow the take and things of that nature <laughs> yeah. that are sort of in a more technical kind of realm. Yeah. And while, you know, I remember we were talking before uh, about uh, we didn't want the book to be too technical. There are a lot of voice voiceover books that are very technical. Yes. Um, we didn't want to stress the technical, but, but we I want think that information also, to be given. Yeah, but I think there's also a, a fear when you don't know what you're getting into, or when you do go in there and you don't, you're not familiar with the the space, you know, the booth or the studio, or even or just jargon. I mean, are, if somebody says jargon. give me an ABC, and you don't know what that is, we've talked to so many actors that literally say when they've been told give me an ABC, they repeat back A B C. <laughs> Because they don't, they don't, they don't know what that and means. They shouldn't, they you know, shouldn't I mean? know what that means. And so we do want to make sure that there is some jargon covered. And, and yep. if you were to read our book and then go into a booth, you're more likely going to be able to get through the circumstance, even if some of those things are thrown at you, that you yeah. won't be completely be thrown a curve. Because, because for a lot of people, it's kind of a black box. We wanted to demystify some of it so that yeah. you could, if this is something that, you know, you find you're really interested in, that it's, it's not as scary. Yeah. Now I have that Michael Jackson song in my head, the Jackson oh. 5, the ABC. Oh, yeah. So let's, right. let's all do it together, okay? No. But then we keep moving yeah. you through this, the studio and who all the people that are going to be there in the room, from the engineer to the director to the producer. Huh. And then we take you actually to the soundstage, and that's where we do the performance capture and motion capture. Um, the, the silly suit that you wear oh, when you're yeah. having to do motion capture. <laughs> all oh, it all works. Reflective balls all over it and the dots. That <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it makes it exciting and exactly. fun. It is. Exactly. Embrace the characters. Um, and then we bring you back to your own space, and we discuss a little bit about how you can best set up your own home booth if you have no money or if you have some money or if you have lots of money, like what some of your options might be um, to, to get a good sound quality at home. Yeah, um, tr truth be told, uh, whether you have no money or a lot of money, you can still get the you know yeah. really good. That's uh, true. Yeah, really good uh, recording quality. At, and more at, money doesn't necessarily mean better. <laughs> being better, yeah, um, um, it can definitely be done. And uh, it, yeah, it's yeah, I'm finding that out. My yeah, I'm a, a little like a voiceover wannabe. Okay, I, you know, a little bit on the sign and everything. But I, 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 yeah, I, I, I mean, the, the quality, the quality that's coming across actually is very great. impressive. M much better than a lot of the interviews we it's do. It's true. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Should I give the, uh, the the make and model? Let me see the serial number in this thing. No, right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it is interesting how just about anybody can get into. I'm not saying anyone will succeed at this, but, uh, you know, anyone has a shot if they're willing to put in. Are you, you know, both actors, you know, actresses, and uh, uh, how much work really goes into this? I mean, I'm talking about on a, te on a technical level to get it right. Oh, on a technical level to get it right, I think it doesn't take. To, I mean, uh, if I'm understanding your 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 question, well, I mean, like vocal, more like the you know, you uh, are both trained as uh, right. as actors, but um, there are a lot of people and there are a lot of books, and it can get maybe a little confusing. But how much of technique, uh, vocal technique, does it take? You know, I honestly don't think there's necessarily very much vocal technique that's that's required. I think some actors, like the very 
very talented D. Bradley Baker has to use a lot of more technical things because he plays his his sinus cavities like a, like, like an, an instrument. instrument. Yeah. So he creates a lot of creature noises and he sounds like a creature, but he still has to speak words that you as the audience can understand. And so he has to be very creative and be very technical with the work that he's doing himself. But for 90% of the work where you show up and you're either doing a commercial or you're playing a character, you're playing well enough within your own vocal range that you're not doing anything too crazy. You may have to lower your pitch or give yourself an accent or speed yourself up a little bit or do a couple little tiny tweaks to your voice, but the majority of what you're doing is just good acting. You're just showing up, you're responding, you're reacting, you're being present and honest with the work that you're doing, and you're making sure you stay in the same vocal um, range that you set with the director agreed upon at the beginning of the session. One, yes, go sorry. sorry. No, go ahead, Michael. No, no, you. I'm, I'm interviewing you. Okay, <laughs> okay fair enough. Um, once upon a time, there was, you know, there was a kind of voice that that was, you know, that was the voiceover voice. And, In you know, the world. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes. And, and nowadays, the, in, in most cases, whether it's, you know, commercial or, or video games or animation, they're looking for a more naturalistic feel. So there's less that you have to put on or less that you have to sort of beat yourself up over if you're like, oh, well, my voice doesn't sound like what they're looking for. They're looking for so many different things these days. But like you do Tara have said, to make your choices as yeah, the actor. Yeah, I was going to say it, it. It really, more than anything, boils down to the to the acting these days. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think a lot of people who are getting in, they, they may be confused that there's too much of a, a vocal technique. I'm sometimes say, marking up the paper or having a line, a zig there and a zag there. But it's really just, as you said, maybe just connecting more and forgetting all the, I mean, do, can people overthink it or have you told people, look, you got to oh, stop. Oh, yeah. absolutely. We, can, we, we, we overthink, overthink it, it. All, you mean, know, all the time. Yeah. Um, it's and, so easy to get in your head. And everybody's, and everybody's got a different, you know, some people like to mark up that page and they like to really drill it and they like to come up with exactly where they're going to zig and exactly where they're going to zag. And guess what? If that works for them, great. Great. Um, but you don't have to, if that doesn't work for you. you it, it, I think the, the key is, playing around with a lot of different things, a lot of different techniques, you know, just practicing on your own, taking classes, just experimenting until you find what works for you. Yeah. Now you've both already made it. I mean, in film, television and voiceover. Okay. So weird question to ask, what would you be doing if you didn't do this type of work? Ooh. I think about that sometimes because, <laughs> because here's the thing. Uh, we may have in quotes made it, uh, but there are, there, there can be long stretches of time where we're not, working because it's not a regular contract job. You know, we're constantly auditioning and we're constantly working at it and constantly chasing the next gig. Um, I think that's why we but, have our own things. Like, I think that's why we have our mm -hmm. production company and our publishing company. And it's why we create our own projects because when we're not working for someone else, we still want to use our creative powers. And, yeah, I think and we're, we're storytellers at heart. We have to get that stuff out. And so when we're not doing it for someone else, we're doing it for ourselves just to work that muscle. I, I do love to cook though. Yeah. I don't know that I could hack it in the, in the restaurant <laughs> world because I've read, good. he does all the cooking. In our I've room. read too many books about how, how hard that, that, that life is, but, but we would make a nice, happy little restaurant. We wouldn't like, yeah. it wouldn't be like hardcore with like 50 
people well, coming in at a time and be like like a, a tea a tea shop a or tea something. Shop. Well, you know yeah. what the best part about that? You could I went to a restaurant where yeah, I'm I was sure the guy wasn't Italian, you know. He came out and he said but if you had your restaurant, I mean you, you both uh, are proficient in different languages or accents, <laughs> I say. So I could see Yuri coming out and say, Wee oui, wee, oui, uh, French oh, bonjour. I, I could absolutely could do, do that. that. Yeah. yeah. And and trick them into thinking that uh, <laughs> that I was a fine French chef. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So what's the one thing you would tell someone and they go get this book and they should voice over voice actor, what it's like behind the mic. And that's with uh, Yuri Lowenthal and Tara Platt. And just so you know, they're both married. So, and even though did people say, you mean Tara Lowenthal and Lowenthal? Oh, you know, sometimes that happens, but I think yeah. because I never took his name and I've been in the business as long as I have, I think people know we're married, even though we don't share the same. That's right. Sometimes we get Plattenthal or Lowenthal. Plattenthal. Yeah, they like the <laughs> what, would, yeah. what would you want people to know about this field? I mean, people who are hungry to get involved, whether in uh, animation or uh, anime, yeah. you, you know, every, all the, the whole gamut of voiceover. I guess what I would want people to know is it is a lot of work, but it can be a lot of fun and very rewarding. And so if it's something you're truly passionate about, follow your heart and your dream and get better at it. Do whatever you can to improve your own abilities so that you stand out among the crowd if it's something you're truly passionate about. But that, that goes for any career. I mean, yeah. like, I, I mean, say- like any advice I would give someone for coming into voiceover is the same advice I would give them for becoming any other job or any other profession is be the best version of you you can be, you know, and learn as much as you can about the thing that you're interested in and get out there and, and work as hard as you can. And, and concentrate on the acting part of it. Uh, I know a lot of people start out getting into this because they think, wow, you know, everybody's told me I have this great voice and I do mm-hmm. lots of funny impressions. And yeah. And it's, you know, it, that is, that can be a very valuable tool. But the, the thing that we've noticed about the people that we've seen in this business who, who really make it and, and can work consistently is that they're, they're good actors. Yeah. So I would say if somebody, wanted to, if somebody was excited about this and wanted to get into it, I would say act however you can, whether it's in school, take classes, do local theater, um, join a sketch group. Make your own podcast. Make your own podcast. <laughs> Yeah, ex- yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, make, make your own, make your own <laughs> movies. You can, you can, you can do that stuff now with your friends, and and fall in love with acting. And if you, and if you do fall in love with acting, um, then go for it. And and the love of that will help you through the times yeah. when it's hard and you're not getting paid and you're not working and and all seems lost. If you can still love doing it, mm. then that love yeah. will will help you make it through the hard times because there, there will there be, will hard, be times. hard times. Like Tara said, it is fun. Um, or, or you said it's, it's a lot of work, but it's also fun. And I would say it's, um, it's fun, but it's also a lot of work. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, like it's just, it's both sides of the, it's both sides of the coin. Yeah. You can't have one side without the other. Now you have something coming up. You said in about 12 minutes of time, I don't know if you're allowed to talk about what you'll be doing or oh, is sure. it 12 minutes and how much, how are we doing on time by the way? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we still got a couple minutes before okay. we have to uh, get ready for the other off. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's something that we do. Uh, it's, it's on the unlocked channel network. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, which, we, which is an app that, that people yeah. can, can download. Uh, and we host a uh, story time every week. Yeah. And so we call it peanut butter story time. And uh, we read uh, fairy tales and um, things that are in the public domain. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, old Grimm's fairy tales and Hans Christian Andersen and uh, Rudyard Kipling. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, I mean, we are storytellers at heart. And, and it's, it's something we've done a lot more of uh, since we had uh, a child two years ago that uh, we thought we would, uh, you know, that, that, 
it would be it would just be a nice thing to do once a yeah, week. Yeah, and people seem to really enjoy it. They oh, like yeah. it. Now, has Yuri ever fooled you or you thought, uh, you know, he's doing a child's voice and a baby's voice? And thought, Is that Junior? No, that's, that's Yuri. He's practicing for a role. I don't know. I think I know his voice too well. <laughs> can, you do a, can you do a baby, Yuri? I mean. Uh, ba- babies are, babies are babies hard. Are yeah. I, and, you know, I, I had a lot of, I got to, to listen to a lot of it when, uh, when our son was really young. It made me appreciate exactly how hard that is. (laughs) Do people ask you all the time, what's the hardest thing about, I mean, the fact that you're married and doing this and and the greatest thing you said, 70%, you know, you do work together. It's not like you have to wait eight hours or nine hours until, you know, Tara comes back and you're doing things together. And, um, but what's the hardest challenge being married and and being in this business? Oh, I don't know if being married creates any of those challenges. I mean, Luckily, we're uh, not same-sex marriage, so I'm not usually competing for the same roles. <laughs> right. Um, usually, we're not up for the same job. I thought you were going somewhere else. Okay, that's cool. Well, no, no, but what I was going to say is, because vocally, we, we do sound different, although every once in a while, we cross over what we can mm-hmm. do. Um, but yeah, we're not, I mean, you know, we're not, not in direct competition. There's, yeah, there's not a huge jealousy thing because we're not in direct competition. But we often audition but, for the same projects and sometimes one of us will book it and the other one won't. And then there's yeah. always a little bit of, oh man, they didn't pick me. Yeah, but, uh, they picked you, but they didn't pick me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I guess that's probably the hardest thing, but it's not like mm-hmm. a terribly difficult. Yeah. And and one of, you know, one of the, the hard things is also one of the things that makes it possible is, our, our ability to, to juggle like when, yeah. when Tara's working, I'm not, or when I'm working and she um, isn't, you know, that's, you know, it requires a certain amount of juggling, especially now raising a small person, but uh, yeah. Cause it's not a nine to five job. Like you were saying, it's, yeah. you know, the, the hours are very varied. <laughs> yeah. But it, uh, but it also helps to make it possible in a way. Now, I'm not a career, you know, I'm not going to be your career counselor, because you guys have it locked up in a lot of different areas. But what do you see the future being as far as would you, you know, would you continue doing the uh, the writing? I mean, uh, writing or movies or, or, you know, what does the future look like if you could kind of uh, draw it out there and uh, envision cast, if you will? Mm, well, I mean, I guess definitely creating some more of our own projects. But um, for me personally, I... I lately have been missing the television and film work. And so there would be more of that for me just because I, I miss it. I like doing that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd like to be doing, I'd like to be acting. I'd like, I'd, I'd hope that I'd never want to retire from, you know, storytelling, whether that's creating our own projects, working on other people's stuff, doing yeah. video games, movies, TV. I think as, as long as we keep hitting off all of those. Yeah. Um, then, then we'll be we'll be well balanced and and happy into the future. I would hope. <laughs> well, this is the coolest book out there. I'm saying that because it's in the back of the book. It says that. <laughs> <laughs> it says voiceover <laughs> right there. Now, the name of the book, voiceover, voice actor, what it's like behind the mic. Oh, get it, Yuri Lowenthal and Tara Platt. And in the book, you'll discover the ins and outs of auditioning, vocal warm ups, and exercises, tips for reading copy to maximum effect, hints to help you stand out, keys to marketing yourself. Very important demo agent job, and what to expect when you book the job. Both of you are very generous with your time. And I know a lot of people are probably, uh, they, they leave messages and have weird voices and stuff and sometimes ask questions. I mean, you'll take uh, emails from everybody or phone calls from who want to get into this business, I'm, I'm sure. 
uh, well, you know, we get, we get emails all the time, you know, yeah. we, we do our best to, to respond, but it's also the, the reason we originally wrote that's the book. That's why is, we wrote the book is so, so that that's all the information. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. Well, thanks so much for being on the program. We appreciate all the work you do and uh, we'll let you get to a, what is it called again? Peanut butter time? Oh, peanut butter story time. Yeah. That's just peanut the, the next thing time. they are up to. Yeah. And where is it on? And by the way, people can get your book. I want them to know it. it what is it? Voiceoveractor.com. Uh, and, and Yuri, oh. what's your website and Tara, your website? Oh, yeah, it's uh, yurilowenthal.com and taraplatt.com um, and voiceovervoiceactor.com or you can just go to Amazon and, and type in voiceovervoiceactor voice voice or either of our names. I'm yeah, sure it'll pop I'm sure up. It'll pop up. Well, you've taught us what it's like behind the mic. Go get the book. But uh, thanks for being on the program. And you guys have a good evening, okay? Thank you, Thank you so Take much, care. Michael. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us on. Our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics. Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailor solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand, from headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit north-america.bearedynamic.com. And by Vocal Booth To Go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors, audio professionals, podcasters, producers, and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients. It's your go-to place for sound treatment, soundproofing, portable, and mobile vocal booths. Visit VocalBoothToGo.com for more information. And by Hamilton Stands, founded in 1883 in Hamilton, Ohio, Hamilton Stands is the oldest music and instrument stand maker in the world. They offer a broad range of sheet music stands, band and orchestra instrument stands, and combo stands, including mic stands, guitar and keyboard stands, and accessories. In fact, the broadcast you're listening to is made using a Hamilton stage rocker mic stand. Visit HamiltonStands.com. And Oralex Acoustics has one mission, to make you sound your best. Thousands of satisfied Oralex customers have experienced improved acoustics, along with free expert advice, total sound control products from Oralex. Enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Oralex.com for more information. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom, and we're for creators.